Okay, so just uh, very quickly before we move on, um, yeah, with regard to the question of um, Aishas Ish and the impact of Aishas Ish on, uh, on Yibum, you know, and also the possibility of distinguishing between pre and, and post Zika, in other words, to exclude or to, um, you know, to delay Zika or to prevent Zika, as opposed to when there already is a Zika. So we've seen quite a bit on that. So again, a number of you made the Ha'ara, you know, and I had it in mind to add anyway, that, um, you know, we should also just mention in this context the, um, you know, the, the different perspectives of Rashi and the Ritva, there's actually a little more, um, on the Sugyan Pei Zion Omid base, right? And I held it up because I wanted to, you know, um, put it in this kind of context. So, um, and it just should be also noted, I'll read the line, that, you know, the Nodi Bihuda in, in that tshuva that we were, um, you know, reading the other day also, um, you know, makes note, you know, of this exact issue. So, again, just to get back to it for a second, um, you know, and what's the, uh, what's the context again? On Pezayin Abedbeis, the Gemara, you know, uh, that's the only place where we have like a Doraisa application of Drachel Darchinom in the context of Yibam, as we discussed. And uh, the context is, you know, the relationship between Chaim and Mesim. A very, uh, again, you know, I don't want to prosecute that, that case all over again, but, you know, a very, um, you know, uh, I would say, Mechudash Habamina, you know, more than, more than a Maskana, meaning the Gemara had Habamina, you know, that if, a, if there's a child, Bishas Misa, and then the child later, you know, tragically um, dies, that's, that would, you know, in theory, that might trigger um, Zika. Correct? And then the Gemara says, but that isn't true because of the principle of Durakeha, Darche, no. So that's the, that's the Gemara. What, what's left to our imagination, if you just read the Gemara, is like, you know, what's the case? And what's the problem? And what's the issue? In other words, it's so foreign to us. I part of the problem is, you know, that um, you would be able to open up Zika, you know, Acharzman um, when there's a child, a viable child. We're not talking about Muberis now. Muberis is, you know, Kiddush enough, um, as we noted. Like, you know, depending on what your view is on the status of an Ubar, you know, which is a, a topic in the news always, and an endemic definitional question you know, for humankind, you know, um, you know, but at the end of the day, okay, you know, the, the positions are, are mostly, the idea that, you know, that, you know, um, you know, um, the, the resolution of the pregnancy, you know, would determine, you know, Zika yes or, or Zika no is, is a reasonable, reasonable position, and that's the, the position that we adopt. There's still a question about the limbo period, that's the Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan you know, debate, which we've talked about a few times and we'll talk more about. Um, but in the end of the day, that, that's one thing. But to suggest, you know, that there is a viable child, Bishas, you know, Misas, you know, ha, you know ha, Hames, Bishas Misas ha, Habal, you know, and somehow, you know, there would still be a later, you know, Zika if that child didn't survive, that is, you know, we don't pass in that way, you know, but also... Uh, you know, I don't know 
you know, it, it would be a very pragmatic view, certainly, of Lahakim um, shape. So we just don't know the circumstances, you know, of it so well. Like, what is that, and why is it a problem of Drakeha, you know, Darche Noah? So Rashi, um, you know, takes a stab at it, you know, and then says what in that Gemara? So basically what Rashi says is, what will happen, and this is totally not in the Gemara. Again, you know, you know Rashi, like the Rambam, is just so much part of the, you know, the um, landscape, you know, that, you know, it's, it's important. It's, it's a testament to Rashi, but, you know, sometimes he is a victim of his own success. You know, you have to remember what, you know, uh, you know what, what was there before Rashi. So if you read the Gemara, there's no reason to think that that is the case. But Rashi says the case is a case where there was a marriage, right? Meaning uh, the, the Yavam died, the Mace died, the Mace died, I guess the Mace died. The Baal died, um, there was a child, you know, at that point, you know, there is no issue, obviously, of, of Yibum, right? And therefore, the uh, Yavama, you know, was Teres Lashuk, and she got married, right? And then, subsequently, the child, you know, uh, died, and now Yibum is, is opened up, she's, so she's an Eish Ish. And there would have, if not for Durachel, Darche Noam, right, we'd have said that she is an Ashes Ish, or was an Ashes Ish, we'll see in a moment, and now she is Kuka Leibum le, le or Lechalitza. Okay, that's Rashi. So according to Rashi, um, you know, the, the assumption is that Zika and, and the status of Ashes Ish you know, can coexist, basically, right? Um, and Rashi's ha'ara is that to ask, you know, for her, you know, to receive chalitza would to be would be to poison, let's say, the environment or the atmosphere of her marriage, you know, because if she's an ashesish, you know, but she needs chalitza, you know, so that is, you know little disturbing. It's a fascinating perush. But for our purposes, aside from the drachel darche noam implication, which is important, right, the bigger picture, the bigger point is that according to Rashi, um, the fact that she's an Ashish does not um, eliminate, you know, Zika. And the fact that there is Zika does not eliminate Ashish. They're, they're coinciding. Now, just as an alternative, because you know, I am making a little bit of a fuss about, you know, Rashi and what, the, what, what might the Gemara have been about. So I'll go back to what I said previously, which, you know, mostly I was emphasizing because of Drachel Darche Noam, you know, but, um, you know, in terms of this implication, it has, you know, um, it's worth, you know, fleshing out a little more. That is, if I was just writing a parish on the Gemara, so, or just reading the Gemara Kipshuto, um, I would have thought that the Gemara wasn't particularly only speaking about, you know, a case where she happened to get married, and maybe maybe the opposite is true. I would have said in both directions. Meaning, I would have thought that you know, even if she is still, you know, completely, um, you know, single, she didn't remarry, right? That nonetheless, you know, it's a drachel darchinoam. You know, for her to be. <coughs> You know, presumably, Muteris Lashuk, 
you know, or, or, you know, and then later on to be Omedes, you know, Zakuka uh, Ligibum, or another way, I'm not sure if this is the same thing or, or another way to look at it, but, you know, the same facts, for us to be concerned, you know, um, you know that, you know, Shema Yamus, you know, a, a child, um, you know, and lest there be Yibum, you know, uh, either or both of those things is a drachei adarchei noam problem. And therefore, even if like, you know, and, and then you might have said, and, and what if there is uh, an ishus, right? So maybe if there was an ishus, you could have said that, you know, the, the status of ishus ish, you know, uh, would eliminate the z- even if you held, in other words, that kahai gavna, mesim kachayim, you know, um, or chayim rather, mesim enim kachayim, that, you know, um, even if you were to hold that way, you know, but if there's already uh, an ishus, then, then there's no zika because there's ishus ish. Right? Because uh, that's just not what the Gabar is talking about. Or, or, you might have said that both of these things are, are true. You might have said that there's no ishus ish because there's a zika. Right? So, um, Rashi's idea that there is both ishus ish and Zika, and the problem is, you know, not only is there Eishasish and Zika, but there is a Chalos Chalitza, despite the Eishasish, um, is, is a little mechudash, but definitely is relevant, you know, to this particular um, question. Okay. Um, the only question that you would, you know, want to add, maybe, is, you know, given the whole discussion that we, that we had, Tosis on Tazayin, Rabbeinu Peretz, the Nota Bihuda, um, you know, when you, if, if you had said that, you know, Mesim are, are not Kechayim, um, you know, you didn't accept the Maskana of, of our Gemara, so is the Zika something that applies Lamafreya from the time of the Misa? Or is it Sazika that only starts Mikanu Lahaba from the Misa Savlad? But either way, that would be a question, in theory. Again, we don't pask in this way, but what would it have been? What would it have been, is really what, what I'm asking. So that is also like an interesting discussion some of the Achronim have, um, Alatar, on Pezayin on the base, and we'll see in a minute, um, it's relevant to the, to the Ritva's Perush. Um, that would be an interesting question to consider, and that would be relevant a little more in terms of fleshing out, you know, this idea of uh, of Rashi. Like, is this uh, idea that there is a shame Eishasish and Zika, and that they can coexist? And you don't say that Eishasish, you know, uh, is is Monea Zika. You also don't say that the Zika, you know, is is Paka, uh, or is Mafkia the the Eishasish, right? Is this a you know, like a post Zika, you know, um, Eishasish, or or even a pre-Zika, you know, Eishasish. In other words, uh, if this is a Zika that only exists la'achar uh, misa, or is this a Zika that you know is a gloy milsa that was before the uh, the kiddush? Okay. Um, having said that, so that's that's an interesting question. Um, then you have. I'll, I'll just read you Buddha on that in just a second. And then to contrast with, with Rashi, I'm, I'm suggesting two things. Number one, you know, my um, you know, suggestion that I just made. 
about how you could read the Gemara even in a case where there's no Ishus whatsoever. And once that is the case, you know, it's an open question, what would the Gemara have said if there was an Ishus? Maybe there wouldn't be an Ishus because it's a Zika, or maybe there wouldn't be Zika in that case because it was an Ishus. Right? Okay. Um, the other side is, is the Ritva. So the Ritva, Alatar, Inon says what? Not exactly like Rashi. It sounds like it sounds like he too thinks that there is Zika and Eshes Ish simultaneously. Correct? Um, but instead of saying, you know, that there's also a Chalos Chalitza, notwithstanding Eshes Ish, right, the Ritva assumes that the Zika and, or the need for Chalitza, one or the other, I'm not sure which, requires a divorce. She has to be teitze, you know, mibala, meaning the chalos eshesish is not paka mimela, right? So in that sense, the idea of zika and eshesish, you know, simultaneously, that, that is accepted, right? But it can't stay that way. So either the demand for chalitza, you know, um, requires, you can't do chalitza, you know, with an eshesish, maybe that's a sestira, uh, or once there is this, you know, um, clash, you know, then um, you know it, it, the, the zika already demands, you know, a, a geirish. It overrides, not overrides that it's mafkia, but overrides, you know, that it takes, you know, priority. Um, so the, anyway, that is the view of the of the ritva. So by extension, just you know, going back, what didn't he like about you know Rashi, you know, maybe was this idea that according to Rashi, not only can they coexist, but you can even have a chalitza, you know, uh, while she remains in part um, an eshesish. Okay? So between my uh, suggestion and its, impl- implica- its implication, and, and Rashi and the Ritva, you have, you know, a, a little bit of a range of views, once again, about the relationship between Zika and eshesish. Uh, however, as I mentioned before, it would be good, interesting to note, you know, whether or not, you know, we're talking about Eshesish um, pre-Zika or only Eshesish in the aftermath of Zika. And there, it's, it's interesting to note that the Ritva um, Alatar um, actually makes, says the following. He says, what would happen um, if um, Let's say, you know, there was uh, uh, the brother died, there was a child. Um, at that point, the child is viable, the child is living, you know, etc. You know, so what would be wrong with, with saying to the Obama, you know, get a, uh, do a chalitza just in case there will be a zika? In other words, if something happens to the child, if the child is not. Uh, Survive, you know. So then you'll be omedes, you know. You'll be skuka ligivum. So to prevent that, let's have, you know, chalitza before, before the marriage. Imagine that they could even like, you know, build it into the ceremony. You know, we'll do chalitza, you know, and then then isha. What do you think? Sounds intriguing. No. Um, anyways, so the ritva says that is not an option, 
Why? Why is that not an option? Because when she's an HSC, there's no chalos, shame, um, chalitza. Um, that, that seems, you know, very reasonable. But, as the Akronim point out, he then adds a line, he says, it's not gara from a chalitza that takes place, you know, for a me'uberes, which actually is the argument between Rosh Lakish and Rav Yochanan, but he means aliba de Rosh Lakish, presumably. So by saying that, just one second, let me see if I have the line. Um, one second. Yeah. Yeah, here's the Ritva. He quotes uh, uh, Rashi. Um, no, that's the wrong one. One second. Just one second. He quotes Dirachel Darche Noam, Pirish Vim Eina Taosa Mason Kachayim, Enka Noam Vishalom. The Kashiesla Banim Tinase, like Rashi, but that's different. Ukashiyamus Haben, Tetse Utehezakuka Liyava. So it's not a stira that, you know, there's no Zika. And it's not a stira that the Ishus is paka, but it is a stira that in order to move forward, at least, you need to um, be megarish, um, you know, the husband. And then he says, V'chitema shatachlots afilu kishiyesh labadim kodem shatinase, meaning there's a child, so it doesn't seem like there's a yibum situation, but you don't want to have to, you know, deal with this eventuality you know, which is going to disrupt the, the marriage. Obviously, the disruption isn't just lo naim for Rashi, it's lo naim, like a chalitza, and then you're going to go back to the HSH. There's double chiddush in Rashi, right? Number one, it's a more sensitive, you know, more acute sensitivity to drachel darche noam, you know, which maybe the Ritva thought, like, what's the big deal? Um, and number two, of course, is the, the assumption that there can be a chalitza even as there is an HSH, not just the Zika, as their nasish. But the Ritva, I say doesn't have to adopt either of those. His is like it's really Lonaim. You have to get divorced, in other words, because of what happened here. Um, obviously that's really Drachal Darchainom, even in a, in a more with greater magnitude. But at the same time he's also saying that there can't be um Khalitza, right, um, as long as she's a Nashish. But then he says Khitema to avoid this problem. Okay, meaning, um, at the time when she you know, had a child, right, that chalitza is, is ineffective. And then he says, so again, some of the Chronim point out, including the, these long footnotes in the, in the Ritva that I, I copied from, and that is, if you were to say, right, that, um, you know, Mesim, you know, um, 
uh, are not, you know, kechayim or whatever it is. Um, so again, the zika would begin only at the time of the child's death or lemafreya from the time of the husband's death. So by comparing it to cholets lemuberes, it sounds like the ritva is suggesting that the zika would go back like gloi milsa lemafreya lemafreya you know, that the Shas Zika, it's an interesting question from a Zika point of view, you know, as well. Like, can there be a Zika, a Tchila Zika, you know, after the Misa Sabah? Okay. Partly, that's an Esra, you know, kind of an issue, you know, as well. So it's a very interesting um, combination of issues. But to contrast it, and then I'll take all the questions, is to look at the Nodib Yehuda just again for one minute, so in the Nodi Bihuda and Simen Kufnun, that same piece, right? So he, um, you know, was making the argument, you know, that Eishas Ish, you know, unlike Achos Isha, is not a stira to Isha, right? Elavadai, she'en Isra Eishas Ish doma Isra Achos Isha, kalidei Isra Eishas Ish, right? Lo nechsheves shenesra liyavam, Right, kibin shesama biyadon. I mean, we have the uh, the medicine latiray de gerushin, but lo mikri klal yevaba shenesra. Right, that is the which is basically tosis on tezayin. Just that he wasn't he wasn't you know locating it at that moment. Um, that's the haara of the nota bihuda, and then he says vadayin mitzvah siba malav afila b'shashi yeshasish v'lo nifka zika sayava mimena. Okay, so then he brings a raya for that idea that Eshes Ish and Zikas Yibum are not a Tarta Desasri from Rashi on Pezayin over base. Exactly this uh, Raya. The Od Raya, Mihadamrinam, so Perakesh Mataros, you know, that Drachel Darchinoam, Upirish Rashi, and he quotes the Rashi, Meata Isokadaitach to Isser Eshes Ish Mafkia Hazika, right? Hodra Kushya. Leduchta, because she's an Eishasish. Again, you could have said it in the other way too, meaning that the Zika, you know, should be Mafkia the Eishasish. But basically, you know, um, that's what he's focusing on because that's the bigger idea here that he's dealing with. If she's an Eishasish, is that really Mafkia Zika or not? So, so you see from Rashi's, you know, perspective that the answer is no. Velonase mesim kachayim vim beis bina. Tachlots otisyabim, right? Vafal pikein drochel darchenoam share imlo yamus bina at achar shekvar nises lazar. Meaning, imkein hare kvar eshasish upakazikasa kemo benasa achos yevemto ledibrei tosos elabadai she iser eshasish hov hu iser she eshla hetari de gerushin ena mafkia azika. So the Nora Bihuda brings a raya from this very uh, Rashi. However, he then has a difficulty, just to, to complete the picture. Again, he thinks Tosis has their own read on the Yerushalmi. But as I mentioned, you know, he himself prefers a different read, the Da. The Aval became Eindivra Tosis Sosrin Lidvarenu. Why? Because he'll make the distinction between Lifnei and Laachar Zika. Vishazu, Shehikshala, Yerushalmi, Kvar Asur, Vishas, Misa Sameis, 
Meaning, within Tosus, he's suggesting the chilek that we talked about, whether it's a, you know, you know, monea zika or mafkia zika, or it's a nesra as opposed to a chutra v'nesra. You know, uh, it could be either one. It doesn't really make a difference. That's the suggestion he makes. But then he adds, but in light of what I just said about the sugya and peizayin omud base, right? Is that only a case where the ashes ish is after you know the zika? That seems to be a case where the ashes ish precedes the zika, because the Nod Behuda is assuming, probably unlike that ritva that were you to have said, not have said, right, that the Zika wouldn't begin Bishas Misa, again, that's a phenomenon in its own right, but would only begin Bishas Misas Haben. So that would mean that the Eishas Ish is prior to the Zika, so why shouldn't you say, you know, Nasra, or its equivalent, however you want to say it. So that's what troubles him, listen to this. Right? Listen to this. So he says, if you had taken the view, you know, that Mesim are not Kechayim, and that there would be a Zika you know, that begins Bishas Misa Saben, that would not be viable withholding the general rule of Nasra. And as such, you know, the distinction between, you know, the Asia Sish coming before the Zika or after the Zika, you know, would not be relevant either. So since this is all about freezing, you know, the Havamina and understanding like, what were the implication of the Gemara bin had we not noam, you know, he's convinced that there wouldn't be a Nasra and that would, you know, obliterate this distinction. However, as I say, if you hold that the absence of Drachel Darchenom would create Zika Mishas Misa Lamafreya, more comparable to, let's say, the Mu'uberes, you know, um, problem, like the Ritva, then of course, you know, it's not a problem. And of course, the maskana, it's not a problem, because as we noted, he says, Avaladati, his own view, is that either way, it shouldn't make a difference, and even Eishasish Kodem is not a Nasra problem or a Miniya Sazika problem. That, that's his big Kiddush, who Docha Klefarish, Achein Mashon, Niolis Taiti, Bekavanis Rushalmi, Sheesh Biata Magarish Latira, Lakachena Petura, that that is true even in uh, that is prior 
to the Zika. So then, of course, the whole problem wouldn't exist. But just to, to sum up, um, how you understand the Gemara on, um, you know, Pevav Mubeis, Pezayin Mubeis, is a very important um, issue for, again, the Hekef and nature of Drachel Darchenom, for sure. B, in that Havamina, there's an interesting question whether Zika is always Mishas Misa, or Zika could also be, would have been Mishas, you know, Misas Haben. There's a third question whether or not, um, you know, if you held that way, would that eliminate the principle of Nasra or not? That's another debate. And in addition to all that, you know, depending on whether you read the Gemara in a different way completely, or you read it like Rashi, or you read it, read it like the Ritva, there also emerges an interesting question both about the coexistence of Eshes Ish and Zika, you know, as well as the possibility of doing a Maisa Chalitza, right? Um, does that coexist, you know, with Eshes Ish? Even if Eshes Ish and Zika coexist, the Pitaron of um, Zika may require, you know, that we move, um, you know, past, you know, that of Eshes Ish. So this is a uh, just you know a, a few more not just details but some important you know principles that are debated in this issue. Yeah. And, and there is, uh, on, on that line of yeah. So Rebbe was reading that she was already Zikuka at Shas and Isa, and therefore Zika and Ish are compatible, and therefore she has to get divorced and then do a chalitza. In the Ritzvah's words, how does Rabbi understand Sounds like only after she gets divorced, then Zika kicks in. Uh, or, or that's maybe when Chalitz, I'm not sure whether, I mean, again, what does it mean to say that there's Zika that forces her to get divorced, you know, and then, and then she gets divorced and then there's Zika? So I'm assuming, right, so I'm assuming, I'm assuming that the, it's the resolution of Zika that he means, rather than the actual Zika. Meaning, if there was no Zika, then why would you have to get divorced? Oh, okay. I mean, you want to call that mitzvah chalitza? I'm calling that Zika. Meaning, if, if I'm calling it the same, it's just a matter of semantics. I'm calling the mitzvah of chalitza, or, or you can call it the chiyuv Zika. But the resolution of Zika meaning the chalitza or the yibum, you know, that is incompatible with the status of Eishas Ish. Yeah. That, I think it's more a, a, a linguistic point, as far as I can see. Yeah, and so Rebbe's reading the word meaning she should her zika? Yeah. Because, I'm, because there's already a need to get divorced because there is a kesher between... I'm using the word zika in terms of the chiv you know, um, to resolve her status either through Yibum or Chalitza. And I'm using the word Mizukekes, meaning what, what she has to do, you know, to, to neutralize that. I, I don't think it's... Uh, yeah, I know, I hear the question, but in, in, if it, in an isolated linguistic way, it would bother me. But, but that's, he's saying something like that. Otherwise, there's no need for a Tetze. You would just right, say, uh, yeah. there's a Zika. Yeah. Why is resolving the Zika more incompatible with Hishish? Incompatible. Yeah. Why is that more? No, uh, understandably, because meaning, you know, the the chalos of chalitza or of yibum cannot abide, you know, her status of ishes ish. That, that's a, an additional 
step. To say, oh, there's a, you know, she has a chiyuv, you know, yibum or chalitza, there is a zika, there's something that connects her to the, you know, to the yavam or to the group of yavams and so on and so forth, you know, is one thing. But, you know, the actual ability to, to implement you know, the Yibum and the Chali, again, Moshe Malamad Avodoma, just, you know, like, like the Ritva says, like, take Mubaris according to Reish Lakish. All right, according to uh, Reish Lakish, you know, in Mubaris, you know, there's Zika, especially if the Vlad ends up being Eina Shel Kayama, right? So, Goy Milsel Mafreya, that there is, is Zika, right? Nonetheless, Reish Lakish is of the opinion that, you know, that chalitza and yibum, b'shas uh, ibur, is loshma chalitza and loshma yibum. Right. So I think that's even more reasonable, you know, when she's in it. I mean, the actions, the the ma'isa of 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 uh, of zika or p'tur zika, you know, um, assume, you know, a certain exclusive connection to the, you know, yavam. So I, I think it. I don't think it's mukhrak, and again, Rashi doesn't hold that way, obviously. Rashi's at least in that Havamina, according to Rashi, the Chalitza would be Chal, right? Even, you know, during, you know, her status as Eshesesh. That's what Rashi says. It's just a Tisgana Albala, which I say is an expansion of, of Durakeha, you know, but it, it's a necessary expansion because he thinks that, you know, the compatibility of Eshesesh and Zika goes even to the resolution of it. Not, probably not Yibum, you know, but, but at least Chalitza. Um, presumably, even you know, would 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 Mimanoshach not be, you know? But the Ritva is, and the Rajba also on Yudayin, they're assuming that that is not the case um, either, and that you know, that once you're talking about doing a Misa, you know, you know, to resolve the Zika, you know, that already is incompatible. Yeah. Is it possible that my focus isn't so um, particular to the Ritva and Rashi? Isn't particular to each as much as the scope of Koshen or Oluyum in Olachalitza, like maybe the Ritva just thinks... Could be, could be. We'll talk more about that. Um, listen, that might be an issue in, um, in Buberas too, right? I mean, one of the Koshen Olas is, uh, is in the context of, um, you know, the bottom of Lamed Hewitt base to Lamed Vavimud Aleph, you know, is with regard to Chalitza. And we made, again, quick reference to that when we talked about the, uh, the rush and, you know, the fact that we've shown him Alatar understand it differently, but it could very well be. And we'll talk about, you know, how that plays out in Neisha Sish, in a couple, hopefully in a couple of minutes also, meaning the Ramban and the Rajba and the Chuvasa Rajba as well. But that definitely is a, um, a possibility as well. Okay. I don't want to spend so much time on this, but um, oh good. Okay. So that's point number one. Point number two, I just want to make a couple of quick other points. Um, just, to, again, to put a couple of things in context. So um, as we know, that according to Tosis, uh, the first day of Tosis, that, you know, the dimyon to achos ishto, I'm assuming not like the Nord Behuda, not like Yam Shoshlomo, and not like the Orzarua, meaning for the moment, that, you know, but that Tosis, you know, um, is, is not just talking about the Mishnah, but they're talking about the substance, you know, of, um, you know, Tsaras um, Erva. So, um, according to that view, it ends up that there's no p'tur tzara. According to the first day of Tosis, right, that if you, if the makar of the p'tur erva and tzara is achos ishto, 
right? So Ashes Ish is sufficiently um, different that um, you know that there is is no pitur. Sorry, let's assume tells us all that way, or or the other Rishonim. It doesn't really matter so much at the moment. So just to be aware, you know. So this is uh, again this tosis on Daf Yud Amid Aleph. I say caught the attention of a lot of Akronim because. It's a very complicated, you know, tosis, as we know, and it touches on a lot of different things. And that's why I spent a couple of, maybe more time than I should have, I'm not sure, but on the Grizz, you know, and how he reads the tosis um, the other day, in terms of the connection to Enos Kaliser, and Sarasarva, and the Tupsukim. So likewise, you know, we saw this earlier in the year, but we didn't appreciate it as much then. And that is, uh, Rav Chaim has, in the way that it's quoted in the stencils, is also feeding a little bit off, you know, this tosis on Yud Amidah. The question being that if tosis on the first day thinks that there's no Petur Tzara, but does still think that there's a Hafka Ashibo, right? In other words, the Shizanesh's Ish Legabe being excluded from Yibum, right? But, you know, not with respect to being Poter, you know, the, uh, the Tzara. Let's assume that that's what Tosis is saying. Right, we're still not sure about Kalitza. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, oh, so the question is, this is a question that the Akronim ask, and that is, fine, let's say there's no um, shame eshesish, you know, to be poter from the tsar. Okay. My view is that we're saying even more than that, but whatever. Um, but what about the fact that, you know, in the end of the day, there's no yibum, and therefore there's an iser of eshes ach. So why can't there be a p'tur tzara on the basis of eshes ach? Now, of course, this is a, a general question that we discuss. You know, according to those, let's say, who to avoid the eshes ach, you know, um, being the source of tzaras erva in general, right? Um, like, what, what's wrong with saying that it's also Eishazach that makes you a Tzaras Erba? And especially in the cases where there's no alternative and all there is is Eishazach, you know, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you say that? So uh, I mentioned earlier in the year that Rab Chaim has this view that, you know, for Nefila Rishona, and that it triggered a whole discussion among his Hamidim, you know, for Nefila Rishona, especially if there's like a Mimela you know, inability to do yibum, you know, and therefore there's an eshesach, but it isn't like eshesach because it's something fundamentally wrong. It's more like, you know, pragmatically you can't implement, you know, the, uh, the yibum. So then, um, you know, because to begin with, eshesach, you know, is kind of, you know, um, in the spotlight of this whole, you know, that, uh, that's what yibum is all about. <laughs> you know, whether it's hutra, dechui, everything else that we've been discussing, you know, so mm-hmm. both Lakula and Lachomra. So Reb Chaim uh, argued that if it's, you know, if if Benefila Rishona, Mimela, there's a, an Eshasak, that's not going to trigger Tzoros Erva. Okay. Um, so, right. So part of that flows from this Tosas. I mean, he was troubled by both Meuberes. I'm just going to read the line. We saw it earlier in the year, but I just, it, you know, it's connected, as is the Rebelbo that we saw earlier in the year. So this is on Lamed in the Chidusha Grach Alashas, Lamed Vav Amud Aleph. So he says uh, it's on. Why is it on Lamed Vav Aleph? 
That's the Muberes sugya. Hakonis asibemto benimtes Muberes. All right, how does it raise lotinase tsarasa? Right. So you might have said like only Manashach, the tsara, you know, can get married right away because either there's a yibum, in which case she's nifteres lashuk, right? Or the you know the child is going to be kayama, and there's no need for yibum, in which case you know she's muteris as well. So the Gemara says no, it doesn't work that way, right? Lotinase tsarasa shemihela vad ben kayama vavlad eno poter ad shiyetsi laavir haola. So there's a timing problem, you know, with this as well. So. Um, oh. So Reb Chaim asks, "V'kasha the af havlad, you know, the af the havlad ain't a poter. Even if you didn't have this reasoning, why not say, 'Mikamochum tifter mishum kares the eshasach she eshaleha? Means she should be at saras erva because, you know, she the, the she's an eshasach at the moment, right? Kimavuar, you know, b'mishna the kishavlad ben kayama." Yerchayv a korban. I mean, if the if the vlad ends up being ben kayama, so then the ma'isa yibum that took place when she was a muberes triggers a korban chatas because of the israishasach. So there's an israishasach, you know, um, to consider. Why wouldn't that, you know, oser the tsaras erva? So umbuchach mizeh din chadash the eishasach minafilazu. Eino poter. Now again, everybody tries to figure out what that means exactly. Meaning, this isn't a, this is like a default eishasak. Like it's a it's a passive, you know, eishasak. Not a oh, like you know, fundamentally it's excluded from yibum, but lemaisa it's excluded from yibum, and therefore it doesn't trigger tsarzer. Does that make sense? Sure. Especially if you take, you know, the perspective from every point of view, it makes sense. But because of the nature of eishasak, but especially if you take the perspective, you know that. Tsaras erba has to do with the shame erba. Then he says, "Ulefize nearly yashev madikasha b'mashukasva tosvos." That's our tosvos. Baramban, Aramban. Right, the listni eishes ish shepoteras tsarasa. The kasvud hiatzma niftera mishum deina ola liyibum. Therefore, eina ola lechalitza. That's Ramban actually, not tosvos, but okay. Ach tsarasa misyabemes ayin sham vikasha. Meaning, forget about Eishasish. You know, Befoal, you know, she cannot be Misyavemes, right? This isn't the suffix, this is not even just a time lag. This is she cannot be Misyavemes, because if she were to be Misyavemes, Right, the whole Eishasish practical problem, you know, would arise. So even though there's no shame, Eishasish, right? There's still Eishasach, um, and Eishasach should be poter mitzarasa. Umbuchach the Eishasach in the filazu ain't a poter azika. So that you should be aware. This is uh, one of the primary proof texts for this very mechudash view. Now the way the Rabbelvel understands it. Is more that like, you know, what makes this minafilazu in a kind of a mimela? Because the eshesish and the eshes ach are kind of like mimonavshach; they don't exist at the same time, 
you know, it's only Eishasach if it's not Eishasish, it's only Eishasish. You know, if it's not Eishasach, you know, the whole catch-22, you know, problem. So, you know, I think what he's struggling to say, it doesn't really matter, is that, you know, before all, there's no Yibum. And therefore, you know, you know, Mimela, you know, default, you know, or, or de facto really uh, more, there, there is a Shasach. But there's no shame a Shasach here, you know, that you can then say is Poter Mitzar Sereba. So, there, you know, how would you explain, you know, this if you didn't hold that way? So, I think the answer is, and this goes to the heart of what we're going to discuss in a couple of more minutes, and that is the Ramban and the Rajba, and that is, um, you know, the more you think that the problem here, you know, is not, you know, oh, the shame, Eishas Ish, Eshkal, Agabi, the Petur Erva, you know, again, Ravello is a bit of a problem with this, because for him, you know, he, he, he because of the Iser, Kal Iser, you know, comparison, so the idea that, you know, the, the Petur Erva, at least here, is because of shame, Eishas Ish, you know, so that's why he has to explain, yeah, but it, it's only Eishas Ish if it's not, you know, um, Eishasach, and it's only Eishasach if it's not Eishasish. But um, that aside, um, you know, in the in the Ramban, you know, it seems pretty clear. You read the language already. You know that you know since this is Tnai Bialma, so you know um, that's what makes this you know Lemaisa maybe you know violation of Eishasach if you were to have a relationship with her, you know, but. It's not a principle. It's not a, a, a positive status of Eishasach. It's a mimela Eishasach, and maybe it isn't even Eishasach. Maybe it's more, you know, simply that lemaisa. There's no yibo. And if you say that, then you don't even have to say, you know, necessarily what Rebbeim says. Meaning, there's an interesting additional question here. Is what I'm trying to point out, and it's relevant to the chalitza question. Um, because, you know, as, as Levi quoted before, you know, you know, so part of that question is, you know, um, is it just befoal if there's no yibum, there's no chalitza, as we've discussed? Or, you know, that's one extreme. You can say, any time there's no yibum, there's no chalitza. And you can justify that. Either as Xerosatasu, right? Or even logically, you can say, oh, you know, chalitza is always you know, the, the decision, you know, to pass, you know, on Yipo. You know, and that's why, you know, you can, you can say, you know, Ashelo Yivne, and you can do the Rikika, and there's a Chalitza, you know, and all of those things. So we don't care, I mean, this is going to be relevant, obviously, to that bigger question, which we'll be able to do quicker, but it's relevant also to, you know, Ambana and Rajma here, you know, so you know, you could say that whenever befoal there is no, you know, yibum, you know, there there's still no chalitza. End of story. On the other extreme, as we've discussed, you know, you could say, you know, that all we mean when we say chalitza, you know, what what we really mean is not that these are inextricably tied together, you know, in some you know, causal way, but rather um, there's a common denominator, and the common denominator is the zika, meaning in order to trigger 
the mitzvah of yibum or or the alternative of chalitza, there has to be zika. And typically, when something is enola liyibum, right? There's no zika. Like like Rashi says, you know, andaf andaf gimel the first time that we encounter it, you know, in the in the Masechta. And then, of course, you're open to the possibility, you know, that anything other than an absence of of zika, even if you know there's some principled exclusion, you know, of yibum, you know, still wouldn't necessarily, you know, preclude. Chalitza. In between those, you know, there's at least one option, or, or maybe even more, and that is like, what happens if there's a principled reason why there's no yibum, even though there is zika, right? And, and what happens, you know, but, you know, um, and, and, you know, but, it, but it's more, you know, than, than just before all, you can't implement it. You know, what happens then with regard to chalitza? What does chalitza depend on? So my, my, my point is that Tznai, the way that the Ramban in particular describes it, is not, of course, an absence of Zika, and it's certainly not an absence even of, like, you know, uh, a fundamental exclusion of Yibum like Petur Erva, you know, uh, unless, again, you say the Shei Shashish, but... You know, um, I don't think Tosis is emphasizing that so much. And certainly the other daya, which says, well, Lamaisa, you just can't do, because if you do it, you're going to encounter Eshesish, and you're going to be okra everything, Lamafreya, and so on and so forth. Right? So the point is that even the absence of, of even the inability to do Yibum here, in this particular case, may not just be a case of passive, you know, Eshesach, or Eshesach, I mean, the field of Rishona. Right, as opposed to a formal Eshesach, like, you know, Minifila Shnia or whatever, but it may very well be just that, you know, Lemaisa, you just can't, you can't, there is a Chiyuvibum. Not only is there a Zika, you know, and not only is there no, you know, tour, there's actually a Chiyuvibum. It's just an unimplementable, you know, Chiyuvibum. In which case, you know, uh, even though Lemaisa, if you go ahead and you do whatever you do, you're going to end up with Eshesach. But we don't look at it, you know, as as uh, that you know that's the that as an omed because it's not. In which case, you don't even need to say what Reb Chaim says. Okay, so that's a point number uh, number right. two. Right. Yeah, just to clarify, so the, the Grizz himself doesn't he hold that there could be tzaras eshesach in that piece? Yes, so that, so he was, does. So what was Rebbe? Um, no, he says that in according to, he, he says that to explain. Um, the other mandamar. Which other mandamar? Meaning, he's trying to explain, you know, why it is that, um, you know, when it, when it comes to Adi Sarkalaliser, right, that you're only going to apply this mitla toli v'koi, like shame, um, you know, let's say akosisha or whatever it is, you know, legabe the erva, but you're not going to apply to the to the. You're not going to apply to the So he's saying, oh, so how come Tosas thinks, right. according, to the, according to the view, that there is a shame, you know, Eish Right? A lot of bays between Achos and Eish Oh, you're, you're troubled by Lamed Beis, or no, you're troubled saying, by... From what I recall, when the Grizz... The Grizz is troubled by Tosas on Yud Omed Aleph, because he, he just explained on Lamed Beis Omed Aleph. Let's go okay. back one second. Tosa Lamed Beis Omed Aleph, according to the Grizz, 
is not arguing necessarily with Rashi. Even though Rashi says that when you have a mitzvah tali b'kali yisur chalaliser, ain't yisur chalaliser, Rashi says the problem is achosisha. Right? Tosa says the problem is eshasach. So the the Grizz says I don't necessarily think that they're arguing. It could be that Tosa that Rashi is relating to the Ptur erba, and that Tosa is relating to the Ptur tsaras erba. And again, a little bit less Tosa that he takes literally the idea of Oser, not the way I was interpreting it so much, that it's a shame, you know, and it's a, so on, the, it's the, the, you know, the, uh, you know, the toxic association and so on and so forth. But for him, it's like really an Oser, therefore it has to be a Befoal Iser, not a, you know, Mitlatoli Bekai kind of an Iser. So he says, ah, if that's the case, shouldn't we have a problem, you know, with um, um, Tosis on Daf Yud, because if you're assuming that you know that that's even a little bit less than ein isur meaning ein isur you could say it's an onish problem or an implementation, but it's hard. This is my explanation. He doesn't flesh it out. There's, there is a shame achosisha, presumably, unless say ein isur is even even that. But here, you know, to say that there's a shame eishasish. Right, just because that's the monea for the yibum, <laughs> even though, like, formally and legally, right now there is no eshesish, you know, that should be more problematic. And yet, Tosa says that you know, if there is a shame, you know, eshesish, then there'll be a tsaras erva, even though it's less than the ain't lisachali, sir. And the esod that he just presented was, you know, that 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 uh, that mitla tali v'koi kind of a status. Is never going to affect Taurus, you know, Taurus Erba. It's only going to affect the Erba itself. So that's where he gives the answer. But this is within the Dea in Tosus that there is a Ptur Tzara. Right. So, so his answer is it's a problem of Eishesach. Right. Because I'm saying that, that is that's not a problem. That's not what bothers Rabchaim. What bothers Rabchaim is the other view. The view that says that there is a. Um, for Tsaras Erva, even though there's a Ptur of Erva. I mean, the other view, the real view of Tosas, not the explanation of how there could be a Ptur Tsaras Erva, but why would there be a Chiyuv Tsaras Erva if there's a Ptur of Erva? Why not just say there's a Ptur of Erva, so there's an Isra Eshesach? And the Eshazach should trigger its own Saraserva. That's according to the Mandamar. That's according to the view that Lahalach, it doesn't belong in the Mishnah. Not just it doesn't technically right. belong in the Mishnah. It doesn't qualify for Saraserva. Ravelvo is trying to explain the view that it does qualify yeah, for Saraserva. But in that explanation, he's assuming there could be Saraserva. That's the crux of that. Yeah, but what I'm trying to explain is because at that point, you know, he's also assuming. You know that the that the ptur erva is is more of a real ptur, not just a lemaisa befoal, and that's that's the reason, you know, why, um, you know there would there would be a there would be a ptur tsaras erva too. Even for eshesach. Even for eshesach. Okay. Because it would be on the on the basis of the shame eshes ish. 
or I mean, a coin tarvel will be a, on, on the basis of shame eishas ach, but the shame eishas ach where there is a a, sta, a erva status of eishas ish is what I'm trying to say. Which okay, I mean, eishas ach is generated by eishas ish, but because it's floating so far away, it must be the real eishas ach which is causing. Correct. Correct. But a coin. All I'm just trying to explain to you is that what yeah. he, what the Grizz explains, yeah. you know, in terms of eishas ach being a source of taurus erva. And what Reb Chaim is trying to explain why it isn't, are, are trying to explain two different days in the houses. I understand, right? Because the Grizz himself, if I, if I understood it, interprets that line. Of right, so I'm just trying to explain that the two deos matter with regard to this question, Gufa, of how you look at the, the Easter Asia Sach. That according to the view that there is no Tsaras Erva, it's much easier to say that even the Petur itself... You know, is is you, you might even say that it's not it, that there's a chi of yibum, but not implementable, or you could say there's no chi of yibum, right? But there's no p'tur, you know, either. It's just a mimela isra'ishasach. Whereas, you know, the view that thinks that this qualifies for tzaras erva is taking the view that there is already there there is a shame erva in ish, and therefore the isra'ishasach also. Is more of a an active, you know, than a than a de facto mimela. Ah, that, okay. That's what I'm trying. Right, to say. I understand. Okay. okay, good. Sorry, that took so long. Um, good. Let me just uh, take other one other point quick. Two other points quickly, and then I want to talk on Thursday. I want to finish up the chalitza issue, but it's very much um, on the basis of what we just spoke right now. So uh, one other issue, um, you know, to to bring in, and that is. Um, um, yeah, Tosis's line. I'm sorry, I'm not going to go back to the language, but because we spent time on it already. Um, Tosis's suggestion um, that there is no Ashes um, Ish, you know, uh, viable Ashes Ish case in Hare At Mekudeshesli, um, you know, Chutz Miploni, you know, and then, uh, you know, the other guy saying Hare At Mekudeshesli Stam. Right, so Tosis has an interesting line there, um, and there are different girsos. You know, if you look at the Marsha, the Marshal, Tosis here, Tosis uh, Rush. Uh, you know uh, why this is so, but Tosis has an interesting line where they say that since you know um, there's already an exclusion, either based on Ashes Ish, you know, of let's say there's Ruvain and Shimon, right? She was married to Ruvain. You know, and then, uh, but chutz me Shimon, and then she got married to Shimon, let's say, Stam. Okay. So the question is, why isn't that a um, situation? And then Shimon dies. So now there's a, a Yibum, you know, situation. Correct? And uh, the problem is, she's an Eshazish to Ruvain. Oh. First of all, there's a debate, the Marshal, Marshal and the Marshal, and, you know, whether Ruvain is a brother of Shimon in this case, or Ruvain's not a brother of Shimon, I don't want to get into the details so much, but it matters a little bit. But either way, it's, it's you know, negotiable, we'll call it. Um, but the bigger idea that Tosis uh, presents is the idea that since vis-a-vis Levi, right, there's, let's say, let's assume for a moment there's Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Ruvain was married to her first, then Shimon, you know, is the second husband, the co- Co, you know, the co- co-extensive husband, right? And then Levi certainly is at least Shimon's brother, if not Ruben and Shimon's brother. 
And what we're saying is, since vis-a-vis Levi, there's no difference, you know, um, there's no nafkamina because she's already asura, and here's where it gets a little tricky. Either as an eshesish, according to some, or as an ach, you know, if Ruvain is also Shimon and Levi's brother, you know, and, and even if he is, whether you're emphasizing the eshesish part or the ach part, the point is that Tosis is mechadesh, something that isn't obvious in the Gemara, right? And that is that if um, there's no impact on Levi, right, then that will not qualify as a din of, uh, of Eshesach, or a din of Yibo. Okay? And therefore the Hechetimtzi, which looks like a great, you know, um, opportunity, you know, to, to, you know, to, you know, present a case of, of Eshes Ish, you know, which, who's a Yibum candidate at the same time, which is, you know, what we're trying to, you know, find either in, you know, Kiddushin, you know, Daf Samech, or in, you know, Gitin, whatever it is, what is it, Pei Base, uh, Omid Base, um, you know, is not really a good, you know, um, um, solution, or it's not a, a good Hekatimtzi, because even though it looks like, you know, um, you have Eshes Ish and Achiyuv Yibum at the same time, right? Uh, this the Kiddush of Tosis that he's you know pushed into into um, accepting, and that is that if there's no effect, Legabe the brother, then uh, there is no such thing. Okay, so there are two things that I just wanted to bring up in connection with that. Okay, one is. Um, the problem I mentioned the other day, you know, which bothered a lot of the Akronim, for sure. Um, you know, I know that it bothered a lot of the Akronim. I'd have to look up and tell you who and, and whatever. But I know it, it's, you know, it's, it's a problem. And that is, uh, how does that square with the Gemara and Tosis's continuation that, you know, um, that this is a case of, or something like this is a case, of Eishes Shnei Hamesin, Doraisa. Right? Mimanashach. If it's not um, Eishes Ish and Chiyuv Yibum, or Eishes Ish and Eishes Ach, right, then why is it, um, you know, um, double Yibum? Why is it a Zika of Eishes Shnei Hanesim? If we don't recognize this, um, you know, uh, Ishus Legabe Yibum for Levi, you know, um, because of this consideration, namely that it doesn't nothing materially changed, you know, from the from the kiddushin of Shimon, you know, as of in terms of what you know what was previously there with the kiddushin of Ruvain, right? So why why are we selective in applying that to you know the um, the mitzvah of Yibum or the zika of Yibum, you know? But uh, for some reason, that's not a problem. <laughs> when it comes to Eishe Shnei And that's question number one. And question number two is uh, the issue itself. You know, Tosis again, you know, came up with this uh, idea. Um, you know, like, well, what do we think about this idea itself? You know, the idea that if it doesn't change materially, you know, the, the status of uh, you vis-a-vis this woman, that somehow... That doesn't, you know, that's not recognized, you know, as, so again, the, the bigger idea is something that we have an echo of, 
in the Gemara in Gittin, as we already noted, with regard to Eish Asish. And that's why there is a need in that case for, you know, Hareat, you know, Mekudeshes Chutzmi Ploni, would say Chutzmi Shimon, you know, and then Shimon saying Hareat Mekudeshes, stop. Because if he said, you know, Chutz Mi Reuven, right, so, you know, the Gemara says, you know, then there would be no Chalos Eish Okay. But, so, in a way, that's similar to what Tosa. I believe, this is, a, you know, an instinctive comment, and it's speculative. I don't think Tosas could have said, you know, what they say here, um, you know, without that Gemara. Meaning, that paradigm, that somehow you can have a, what seems to be a legal or formal, you know, issues, you know, but, you know, if it doesn't materially, you know, impact anybody, you know, then, um, you know, there's no chalos um, ishus. Um, if it wasn't for that Gemara, right, I don't know whether Tosas could say what they say. However, having said that, um, it's still a leap from that Gemara, right, because, you know, the second ishus is stam, so it does take care of the ashes ish, you know, problem. I mean, there is a chalos ishus here, objectively, um, the problem also is it's one thing to say, you know that, you know when it comes to Asia Sish, so there has to be some element, you know, of being oser, you know, on, um, you know, on somebody. I Meaning they need an oser aspect, you know, out there in the world. Otherwise, part of the Hagdara, you know, like the Gemara says in Kiddushin that you know we use the language of Kiddushin. I'll stop in a minute, but. Because you know, Asar Akula Alma and we've discussed, you know, especially for the Rambam, you know, the idea that you know the Kedushin Lifnei Nisuin, you write as a Din Oser, you know, it's a, an investment, you know, in the, you know, in the in the intimacy of the Ishus going forward, you know, but you know, it starts off, you know, with the with the Oser part, you know, so the idea that. You know, chalos um, depends on you know there being you know um, some expression you know of uh, of Easter. Therefore, if you were to say you know chutz you know me you know me ruvain you know that you know there wouldn't be any impact whatsoever, right? Because you know uh, even ruvain you know status wouldn't have changed. So the idea that that is true for Asia Siege, I'm, I'm saying two things. Number one, this is a case where, from an Asia Siege point of view, you've solved that problem. And number two, with regard to Asia Siege, um, it's a lot um, clearer that there should be such a din. I think it's still mechudash, meaning they're going through the motions and doing a formal, you know, act of technical issues that should be chal, you know, because makom hinichu, you know, you know, bishior or whatever it is isn't enough, there actually needs to be some oser element in every issue, so it can't be completely, you know, the same. So vis-a-vis the husband and the wife, um, you know, is, is both from an Eishasish oser point of view and in general, um, I think a very um, understandable Kiddush. The idea that that also applies, you know, when it comes to Yibum to Eishas Ach, again, I don't think it could have been Proposed, if not for this model, but what I'm trying to suggest is that it goes considerably beyond the model. 
from an HSC's point of view, you know, the, these are recognized, you know, Kiddushin, and therefore she is, um, on some level, you know, HS Shimon. Vis-a-vis Ruvain, she's HS Shimon, right? So the idea that she's not HS Shimon, Legabe Levi, unless I'm missing something, is, uh, is, is, a you know, is a, a curiosity, more than a curiosity. It's, uh, it's, it's an extra leap. Okay. Um, ah. So, um, I think it is an extra leap either way. And, um, you know, that in itself might open a door to solving the other problem. You know, which is, how could you say, you know, that, you know, this is not a recognized, you know, um, issues vis-a-vis Levi, you know, when the Gemara itself says that uh, it's a problem of Ashes Shnei Hanesin, right? Implying that, that there is some recognition. So on some level, we're not denying, you know, that she is, from an Ashes point of view, she's certainly Ashes Shimon, Right? So it sounds like what we're really saying is that when it comes either to the mitzvah of Yibum or the shame um, Eshesach you know, that is conducive to Yibum right that as far as that is concerned, you know, there has to be tangible impact not only on the world but on the brother um, as well. But we're not denying from an Eishasish point of view or even from a shame Eishasach point of view. Maybe we're denying from an Iser Eishasach and a Chiyub Yibum point of view, but not a shame Eishasach point of view. The fact that she is Ishto, Shel Shimon, even vis-a-vis Levi. And what we probably have to say is that you know, the din of you know, Eishasim Right or the the pagam or the psul of Eishes Shnei which we still need to speak a little bit more about, um, is is different than the mitzvah or the chiyuv or the zika, you know, of um, of Yibo. So there are some achronim, for example, who suggest. I think we mentioned this earlier in the year that in the sugya and daf yud gimel of the days, when the gemara talks about you know beis hillel and beis shamai, we mentioned it again the other day. Right, there's a sugya. Lamed Beis Samad Aleph, you know, which we were just talking about. And then there's also the Gemara, and you'd give a Lamed Beis. You know, where the Gemara says, oh, maybe the Machlokas Beis Hillel Beis Shammai, when it comes to Tzara Serva, you know, maybe that Gufa is, you know, dependent on, you know, Eni Sokali, sir. But as, you know, it's clear from the Rishonim, this idea of like Mitla, Toli, Bekoi, you know, that kind of, you know, gets lost for Beis Shammai. They don't, you don't have that for Beis Shammai, you know, in that particular sukkah. So those who, who suggest that in general, that if we say ain't isochal iser, you know, undermines, you know, yibum, meaning that Beishamai may be of the opinion that if there's no iser eshes ach, then there's no mitzvah of yibum either. Even if the reason that there's no iser eshes ach is because of a more artificial problem of ain't isochal iser. What would be the explanation of that? You can say, oh, that's Xeris uh, You know, the Torah says, uh, you know, the Hagdara of uh, Yibum, you know, is the overriding uh, or the, you know, uh, reformulation of the relationship to Eishasach. 
So there has to be kind of the, the stakes of Yisra What I would have said, you know, is something a little, you know, um, more consistent with what we've been saying all year, and that is that part of the hutra, what I call super hutra, in a way, is taking, you know, Eish you know, and, and the acuity of, of their being in Iser Eish you know, is also part of the kiyum or the mitzvah of Kedushas Ishus Shel Yibo. In other words, it's not just that, you know, uh, one trumps the other Dechuya, and it's not just that, you know, mitzvah um, and, you know, imkain bitalta mitzvah sivamin, and the Efshar, you know, bederach and therefore it, it's hutra, and even an earlier hutra, you know, even when there's no counter-pressure from the moment of, you know, the mace and the siluk, you know, eshesach. But there's a, another added element to all of that, and that is that the very, um, you know, tension or acuity, you know, that your responsibility to your brother, which, which is, you know, re- responsible for the Isra of eshesach, even la'achar geirushin, you know, I mean, you might have thought, you know, that that would be something, and that's kind of the interesting shock of the Tari, the Gemara, and the Dalid, you know, Omid base, right? You know, maybe there's Yibum, but there's also uh, a lesser, either a lesser Avera or a Heter, you know, if there's no Banim, you know, um, you know, even, we don't pass in that way, but that whole shock of the Tari, the Gemara. So the idea is that, you know, the Isra of Eish Asach isn't just something to override and isn't just something you know, not, you know, to be banished even at an earlier stage, you know, like the Rambam and the Raman, the Ramban and, and so on and so forth. But it is a tnai in a way, in the you know, in the, in the whole relationship of the brothers of Kiyeshuach and Yakta. And, you know, as such, you know, even if it's only because of, you know, this is already Mechudash, you don't have to say this, but even if it's only because of Eniser Chalaliser, if there's no Yisra Eish there's no Mitzvah Sibum either. As opposed to thinking, you know, what could be better from a Dechuya point of view? You don't even have the Yisra Eish Right? Oh. So, um, that might be something kind of that, of what's going on here as well. Um, and if you don't want to put it in terms of a Lisa or whatever, but meaning the point is that Tosis' idea that what the Gemara kind of says about Eish Ish which makes sense specifically on the Oser level of Eish And in this particular case, anyway, she, she is the Eish of Shimon on some of that's kind of undeniable. But the idea that there has to be like further impact on Levi, the Torah's Eish maybe that is, is Novea, you know, from this perspective as well. Not totally on the Beishamai Eish but something parallel, I think, you know, Maybe the stronger case, you know, can be made. Like Eishasish, which is defined broadly by, you know, the fact that there is an Oser, maybe here, you know, the this is part of the Kieshvu Achim Yachdav. When, when she gets married, you know, to, um, to, you know, to Shimon, you know, after already being married to Ruva, and here's where a little bit, I'm going to have to stop, where they, you know, the question of, you know, is it Eishasish? You know, that, that's the pro, the, the, you know, it's the Ruvein Eishasish, is it the Ruvein Eishasach? You know what I'm saying? It, it might, be, might be a difference. Is it Ruvein the brother because of his Eishasish or his Eishasach? Or even Ruvein the Tsar 
Midanachri, not non-Jew, but meaning the non-family member, you know, all of that, you know, which the acronym discuss, have different girsos and poses and so on, may come into play. But the bigger idea is that, you know, in its own uh, right, for its own reasons, and that are definitionally um, and therefore technically in, in application somewhat different than the Ashish, but not completely unrelated to the model, is what I'm trying to say. Um, hopefully that makes sense. The Ashes Ach Kieshu Yachtab, you know, the idea that there has to be kind of a more tangible or material um, you know, relationship, you know, that is affected by Shimon's marriage in terms of Yibum for Shimon, you know, becomes a factor. And if that's the case then um, I think we can understand you know, why this din exists. And we can also understand that it, it doesn't preclude there being a formal shame, you know, Eishasach legabe Eishashneamesim, because certainly on an Eishasish level, she is Shimon's husband. And, and who says that Eishashneamesim depends on the capacity you know, to have the mitzvah of Yibo. Maybe the very fact that she objectively, you know, belongs to two brothers, you know, maybe that's the problem. Which leads us to the final point before we move on to the Chalitza point, the Chalitza issue on Thursday, but I'll, I'll leave it till then. And that is, there's also like a question that, again, troubled the Farshim, and that is like, Tosis is assuming, you know, let's go on to the next point, let's say, that Esha Shneamesim if it's Doraisa, is poter minatzara. Is poter atzara. So, again, uh, that isn't so obvious. I mean, the classic p'tur tzara is erva. It's achos isha. You know, and, you know, if that's the case, like, why why would you assume that even if there was a din of Eishah Shneh Mason, you want to say Eishah Shneh Mason is a Geras Akasu and it excludes a Yibum, or maybe even Ibn Ben Chalitza, you know, probably already pushing it. I mean, that's a question. Is this Doraisa Drabanan? We'll get to it. Right? But to say that it's also Poter Satsara is hard. Now, again, if you end up thinking Ptur Tsara is anytime there's an Isra Eshesach, you're back to that idea. You know, so then you have the Rab Chaim issue to contend with, but pretty much not so much else. And people do make the comparison, let's say, we have a parallel problem with Eilinus, right? If Eilinus also is a p'tur tzara, even though there's no shame erva of Eilinus, because of Eishasach, although that's not a Bimele Eishasach, that's a much more upfront Eishasach, because they're, you know, vis-a-vis, you know, she's this mufka legamri from, from Yibum and so on, right? But, uh, so there are those who suggest, oh, you know, who adin... Like, you know, there's no shame erva, you know, but, you know, there's a, uh, an Isra Eshazach. But I think it's also possible to suggest, you know, something a little different. So we'll pick up with that on Thursday, just for a minute or two, and then I want to talk about the Ramban, the Rajba, the Chuvas Rajba, about Chalitza in this case, and then move on back to um, uh, Sota, Vada and Sota Safek, and Master Dushaso and then do a sum-up of the relationship of Yilom and Khalidza after that. Those are the next few. Ready? Yeah.